0: Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, say to those whose hearts are frightened, be strong, fear not. Here is your God, he comes with vindication. With divine recompense, he comes to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be open, the ears of the deaf be cleared. Then will the lame leap like a stag, then the tongue of the mute will sing. Streams will burst forth in the desert and rivers in the steppe. The burning sands will become pools and the thirsty ground springs of water the word of the lord
1: thanks be to god the responsorial psalm praise the lord my soul
0: praise the lord my soul
1: the god of jacob keeps faith forever secures justice for the oppressed gives food for the hungry the lord sets captives free
0: praise the lord my soul
1: the lord gives sight to the blind The Lord raised up those who were bowed down. The Lord loves the just. The Lord protects
0: strangers. Praise the Lord, my soul.
1: The fatherless and the widow the Lord sustains, but the way of the wicked he thwarts. The Lord shall reign forever. Your God, O Zion, through all generations. Alleluia.
0: Praise the Lord, my soul. A reading from the letter of St. James. My brothers and sisters, Show no partiality, as you adhere to the faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. For if a man with gold rings and fine clothes comes into your assembly, and a poor person in shabby clothes also comes in, and you pay attention to the one wearing fine clothes and say, sit here please, while you say to the poor one, stand there, or sit at my feet, have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil designs? Listen, my beloved brothers and sisters, did not God choose those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom that he promised to those who love him? The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark.
0: Glory to you, O Lord.
1: Again, Jesus left the district of Tyre and went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee into the district of the Decapolis. And people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged him to lay his hands on him. He took him off by himself away from the crowd. He put his finger into the man's ears and spitting, touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven and groaned and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened His speech impediment was removed, and he spoke plainly. He ordered them not to tell anyone. But the more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished, and they said, He has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear, and the mute speak.
0: The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, let's go ahead and move into the first reading. We hear from... Isaiah today, and I I really see this as, I guess I'd call it this call of encouragement. Last week, we spent some time talking about, you know, we have sin, we have scandal, not only inside and outside our church, but society at large. And, And quite frankly, we do live in some frightening times today. You know, we have the threats. We talked last week about abortion. We have population control. Uh, there's relativism and atheism, atheism that seems to run rampant. Uh, we have terrorism that continues to show up. Socialism and communism that rips God from you know civil structures.
1: Even an anti-Christian, that yes. anti-Christian culture, right?
0: Yes. And through all of these, these threats that we have, we still have from Isaiah a call of encouragement. Be strong and fear not and know that as this reading ends. God will transform and restore. Streams will burst forth in the desert, rivers in the steppes. So we have this difficult time, but I I do want to encourage folks that there is of course Christ is the answer and he will transform.
1: Yeah, I think you're so spot on. That's exactly what we hear coming through this reading. This promise of healing for the blind and the deaf and that the lame will walk and the tongue of the mute will sing. You know, this prophecy also describes, like you were saying, the streams that are flowing through the parched desert, and it turns it into an oasis paradise. You know, this paints such a beautiful picture of how God's promise will be fulfilled and like you're saying this world of ours it is just as desperate for words of encouragement as it was during the time of the ancient israelites and we should continue to support each other in these uncertain times to remind each other to be strong to fear not you know the truth about christianity is that hardship and persecution are just part of the package and anyone who seems surprised by this Needs to read the contract. (laughs) Jesus said, pick up your cross and follow me. He made full disclosure on what it would mean to follow him. But he also promised that we didn't have to go it alone. You know, he gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit that's going to protect us and to guide the church. And he appointed all baptized members with a responsibility to minister to each other and to the world. You know, today's reading reminds us to be strong and fear not. Here is your God. He comes with vindication, with divine recompense. He comes to save you.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen to that. And and I think that as we move into the second reading, we kind of get a feeling on how to live what you're saying right there. And, and the opening line with St. James is show no partiality. So, so this is kind of interesting. So when I first started reading this, I, I read about, okay, there's this man in fine clothes and there's another guy in shabby clothes. And I'm like, well... So I kind of have to, you know, preparing for this, I have to kind of retrospect and, and reflect on some of these things like, well, you know what? I have to certainly admit that if I'm walking down the street and I see a, a person in, a say, a shirt and a tie, and I'm I'm going to think something that one way. And if there's another guy walking by me who looks like a thug, I'm going to like, well, maybe he's kind of a thug, you know? Yeah, and, you yeah. know there, there's a reason why, you know, criminals and other people show up to court in suits, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's these things. But I think that what this is getting at is that we read a little bit and- and kind of reflected some more, it's it's not so much, I guess, the the clothing per se, it's then how you treat that person. Right. And it talks about becoming judges with evil design. So I guess it's more than just the clothing, isn't it, Carla?
1: Exactly, it's describing a situation which preferential treatment is be, being extended to the rich while the poor are being rejected. But you know, it, it is true that also people who come from you know a more wealthy class you know with with a higher social status that they also have the expectation that they're going to have receive special treatments and those who are poverty stricken those people also expect a certain rejection in some circles. So some of that is just, you know, the laws of you know, the social structure, the way it is. But what we're talking about, the, you know, with clothing being barriers and what, and whatnot, that's one of the reasons that um, a lot of private schools and some public schools uh, have uniforms for the kids, you know? Ah, very good point. Kind of levels the playing field. You know, those, those who aren't as wealthy as other, well, we're all wearing the same clothes. But entitlement and false pride are learned traits, and children imitate what they witness. You know, this is back to school time for many, and this makes it a really good time to remind our children that the moral values they carry in their hearts are just as important as the books that they carry in their backpacks.
0: Oh, uh, well said, well said, definitely. And and that's really a call for, you know, how we see other people, whether we see, how we see, look at money, how we look at race or color, how we look at popularity, Our male or female. Our children are watching
1: in Yes, they yes, are. Right. And,
0: and it's a reminder also that gender and race, these are things that are immutable characteristics, right? Nature gave them to each person at the time of conception. And so it's important to remember that it's what you talked about, those those actions in the seat of the morality, the heart, that's where the judgment happens. It's not due to these other characteristics that we can't change. Right. Yeah well we do see some amazing uh really some healing in the gospel of mark today don't we
1: yeah we hear that jesus traveled into the district of decapolis and it's important to note that the people living in the area at that time were primarily gentiles and many of them worshiped pagan gods and they followed the rule you know survival of the fittest and you know do unto others before they can do unto you but we hear that people brought to Jesus a deaf man, and they begged Jesus to lay hands on him. This tells us quite a lot about what was happening during Jesus' ministries. You know, something big was happening, and they knew it, something big enough to make these people think that Jesus could actually heal a deaf man. Jesus' is a arrival, I mean, you know, he didn't just come in town anonymously. It, it had to draw a lot of attention, and there were those who believed that he was a miracle worker, and there were those who were skeptics. So it took some courage for the believers to bring the deaf man to Jesus, because if Jesus wasn't who they thought he was, if he didn't follow through, they may have ended up looking like, you know, ridiculous for having expected that this, you know, Jesus could actually restore hearing to the deaf man.
0: Right. You bring up a really good point where it was people who had the courage to bring that deaf man to Jesus. And what do we see there, right? He says, Jesus says, Ephatha, just be opened, right? This is the fulfillment of the words in Isaiah that were read in our first reading. The courage that they had, all kind of term as love. So if you, uh, I'm gonna go to an encyclical letter from Pope Benedict the 16th, caritatis in veritate, or charity and truth. And this is what he says. He says, love, caritas, is the extraordinary force which leads people to opt for courageous and generous engagement in the field of justice and peace. And, and whether, you know, pagans, whether they realize that or not, that's what they were doing. They were courageous in that love, that caritas. And it goes on just a couple other little notes here in this amazing uh, encyclical letter. It says, truth needs to be sought, found, and expressed within the economy of charity or love. And this is where our culture struggles with In a culture without truth, this is the fatal risk facing love. In a culture without truth, it's love that caritas is what really what suffers and we lose that. So some amazing words from Benedict the 16th and really just in closing, uh, it was Jesus who came to heal and reconcile his people to him. We also need to touch and heal those who are in our lives. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M A T E R D E I radio.com.